Hello again, wonderful people, and welcome to Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. Thank you for tuning in. I want to jump right into part two of a series that I'm doing called Sexual Deviation, Life Lessons from the Dwayne Dawkins Story. Dwayne Dawkins is a pastor, and um, I'm going to talk about briefly something that happened with him, but I don't really want to focus on what happened, but the life lessons that we all can learn from what he did and what happened. And I have to emphasize that we are all capable of doing what Mr. Dawkins did. And I know some people are already thinking, no, there's no way I would do that. There's no way. But the right cocktail of circumstances could possibly lead to that and the whole point of these video these excuse me these audio files i haven't done video yet but i'm going to um the whole purpose is to help you understand what takes place in the mind in order for you to be able to engage in these behaviors and how to change what is in your head what is in your mind to prevent you from suffering unnecessarily. Life is hard. And some of the suffering that people go through is because of their choices. It has nothing to do with another person. It has nothing to do with what happened to them. We choose whether or not we are going to live or die, whether or not we're going to have peace or chaos whether we're going to be joyful or sad. It is a choice. No, when we're younger, we may not be able to control those things. We may have a a limited amount of control. But there is a point, if we have been given life, we have to make a decision. I am going to be righteous, meaning I'm going to be in right standing with God. I'm going to put forth every effort I can to do good instead of evil every effort I can to help and not hurt, every effort I can to build and not destroy. It is a choice that you have to make. And that's why, you know, I was talking about in the last episode, I want to emphasize how do we stop this from happening? And we can be on either side of this. Either we could be a victim of it, um, maybe unknowingly, or we, you know, we're, we're, deceived or manipulated or we can be the one doing the manipulation and this can stop but it takes a mindset the first way you can stop it is you have to have the mindset I am not going to sin against God with every you you may fall short but you're gonna be kicking and screaming um, it's gonna be a fight it's gonna be a resistance and Again, I'm not trying to um, shame Mr. Dawkins or just criticize him in a destructive way. He, according to the things that I've seen, he admitted that he um, sinned greatly. He was He's married with three sons, and he had an extramarital sexual liaison that was filmed with I'm going to call him a male prostitute because he sells his body and what he does, sexual things for money. Mr. Dawkins admitted that he did this. 
um, it came to my attention because of, you know, YouTube. I, I, I'm on YouTube and I was watching this one particular person who was talking about how Mr. Dawkins should not be in ministry as a result of this because apparently he's trying to get back into ministry. And I'm not going to get into that, but this keeps happening. Every single day, there's this new story about a minister who has, you know, just done something so evil or heinous. There's a minister that I talked about, last name Harris, who is in prison right now. He is, he, I think he was sentenced 50 years without the possibility of parole as a result of killing his wife. And they had not been married for a long time. Um, and he was found guilty and convicted in Missouri. I think I said Kansas the last time. Um, and that part is not clear where it happened, but nevertheless, the crime happened. He was convicted, his wife was found dead, and um, and he is in prison. And that is what the enemy wants. And I said in my last episode, the number one reason why you keep hearing about ministers involved in sexual deviation or involved in murder or involved in theft is because of spiritual warfare. The enemy wants to destroy us. This is this is not new. It has happened since the beginning of time. God gives us free will. It is a choice. We choose to live or die. We choose to follow him or follow something else. And that something else will always lead to our destruction, our pain, our suffering. Right now, I'm reading a book. And I mentioned it before, Shaka Sangor's book, Writing My Wrongs, Life, Death, Death, and Redemption in an American Prison. And he's just, I'm at the part where he's just been sentenced to prison. And he talks about, he's getting ready to be, he just got out of the courtroom. And he talks about um, a guy luring one of the inmates, fellow inmates, luring a guy into the bathrooms, a restroom, and he knows what's about to happen. And that kind of sexual deviation is what happens every single day. People are lured away. And if you do not understand this spiritual warfare, you can either be on either side. And that's what I'm sharing. So the first thing is, how do you fight these battles? You fight the battle. You, you cannot fight a battle unless you submit to God. You have to understand. First of all, you have to understand that God wants you to live. He loves you. He wants you to live. He wants you to have joy. Don't let anybody fool you. Have peace. Have prosperity. Have all those good things. And the way you have to do that, and you may not. Let me just say this: there are spiritual blessings, and there are physical blessings you know they are excuse me you got that adjust um my, my computer i'm in a special place recording but um you have to understand that god wants you to live he wants you to prosper he wants you to be in good health he wants you to be in good mental health spiritual health physical health all of those good things and it is about you and your life won't be perfect let me go back when you submit to God, it doesn't mean your life will be perfect. It doesn't mean you won't have challenges. You won't have difficult moments. You won't experience pain. But with him, the difference is, is you see everything you go through as an opportunity to get closer to God, to do what we talked about earlier, to help and not to hurt, to give and not just take, 
to build and not just destroy. You, when you're walking with God, God does not change life, he changes us. And so as you go through different things in life, whether it is success or whether it is failure, whether it is um, grief or whether it is joy, you always seek him for the lesson. You always understand that there is a purpose in every experience and that purpose is for us in some way somehow to be better human beings and that is why life is the way it is god does gives us free will he doesn't change life he doesn't put a gun over your head and make you um do certain things or make people do certain things so so much pain and suffering is in the world because people have chosen to go against go with and live with the enemy of darkness who is all about destruction and pain and suffering. And as I was reading Sangor's book, going back to it, young man, he spent from age 14, I think to 19, that's about five years, he spent in the streets doing a lot of things that he is now reflecting and looking back on and regrets. And for those five years that he, he well, he went to prison, he killed a man. And um, and this before he got to that point, he did other things. But now, guess where he is? He's locked into, for lack of a better word, a dungeon. With people who have experienced abuse, they have seen the, the most horrendous, evil, evil things in the world. And now he's in, in jail, in prison with them. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to get out there and think you can do all these things and there are no consequences, and they are. And it's a trick, it is a trick. He does not, let me tell you something. The enemy, the way that he gets most people is he is, he's mastered deception. So number one, you think you're going to get away with something and you are not. You He, he makes you feel like something is gonna be okay and it's not gonna be okay. He makes you feel like just because it feels good on the surface, that feeling is going to last. It is always short and it's never going to last because what the things that last and have longevity are the things of God, not the enemy. If you do get pleasure out of it, it is short term. It is not going to last. Spiritual warfare is the number one reason why you keep seeing these people in the church on the news. And again, it could be anybody. There are other people. I'm using Mr. Dawkins's story um, as a springboard to talk about this, but anybody, me and you, anybody, you and I can be on the news too. And this is why you must understand spiritual warfare. How do you fight it? If you feed something, it will get stronger, it will grow, it will get bigger. If you starve something, it's going to die. It's going to get weak and it's going to die. And it's the same way in the spiritual realm. When you feed your flesh and all the carnal things that are going on out here, and let me tell you, it, it, it was temptation since the beginning of time. Well, now it's even more because you got all these different ways that you can get into some real dark stuff. And that's what people are doing. And they're going to keep doing it until they're exposed. Everything that we do in the dark will come to the light. It's going to come to the light. And so that's what's happening now. There is no such thing as I'm going to do this and nobody's going to know. 
Not only is God going to know, but now, because of these things we call cameras and computers and phones, everybody is going to know. So there's no, that's the trick of the enemy. Number one, if you feed your flesh, it's going to grow. But here's the thing, here's the good news, and this is how we can stop this. If you feed your spirit, it will grow too and become stronger. Ministers and other people like teachers and doctors and nurses, people who are police officers and firemen, people who are in professions where they serve others this way, it's not just like they're selling something, but they're serving others. They're pouring out a lot. They, more than anybody else, must feed their spirit with good stuff. You got to put good stuff in your mind daily. This is not something you can just do, you know, once a day. No, just like you need certain vitamins and minerals for your body to be healthy, your teeth to be in your mouth and your hair to be on your head. You got to put those vitamins and minerals in your mind, in your spirit. You have to every single day read something that is building you, that is strengthening you spiritually. It, whether it is scriptures, which I strongly recommend, and, and not just reading them, but studying them. You know, because I have talked about this, the Bible is probably the most misused and mishandled book ever written, ever published. So if you're not using the Bible in the right way, even if you read the Bible, you're going to miss it. It's very easy to miss it. You have to use the Bible in the right way. But reading these powerful scriptures and getting the life lessons from these scriptures can strengthen you. And over and over again, what you see are people in the Bible who fail short and face the consequences. And you see God's mercy too. And that's the life lesson you need to understand. You, but let me just say this. They didn't have, you know, stuff wasn't recorded. Now, you might move on from your sin like Mr. Dawkins is trying to do, but they still got a video circulating out there. And until they change the laws, and even if they change the laws, it's, it's going to always be that way until they do something about what people are doing with video. Um, and so the point I'm trying to make is you got to feed yourself because it's a trick. Every day reading something, reading scriptures. You know, I love reading, I'm going to give them a shout out, Our Daily Bread, which is a devotional booklet that you can get monthly and um, I would recommend going to their website I think it's ourdailybread.org and it's absolutely free they have to me there I've read other devotionals but theirs is one of the best and they have different people write short messages and what I like about our daily bread they usually use an anecdote which is like a short story to teach a lesson and then they talk about scripture and the life lesson and they have a short prayer there and then they have the scriptural reference as well. Reading those are so empowering. I've, I've gotten so much out of those. Um, I'm reading this book, as I said before, I constantly read books about people who have transformed their lives, who have overcome challenges and obstacles. That strengthens me, it can strengthen you. I, I strongly recommend becoming a reader there are so many stories out there I meet people who have incredible transformational stories I even encourage them to write books too 
and I encourage you to maybe write your own story, but you got to put it in. It will not come out if you don't put it in. You have to watch what you're listening to. Today, I went and I re-watched um, a message that my pastor preached, Bishop Dale C. Bronner of Word of Faith Family Worship Center. I, I, I watched it again. Fight On was the message. is entitled Fight On. Go to YouTube. It's available. It has no commercials. I strongly recommend you listening, finding someone that you can listen to who is going to teach you messages that strengthen you. Because if you're in ministry and you're constantly putting out your vessel, your body, your mind, your spirit is, is becoming, what's in you is being put out. You've got to replace that. You've got to refuel. You've got to replenish and refill. And so I listened to that and I was so encouraged because um, that Bishop Delcy Brown is a master teacher and I need that. But there are people out there who know how to teach in a way that you can get the message. Put it in you. Who you are around is critical. I've been talking about the Shanquilla Robinson story and I want to do a follow-up on that. And who you're around can be a matter of life and death, as we know. You can, people are like elevators. They can take you up or down. And you have to be very mindful of who you're around. Some people are encouraging and they're positive and they make you want to read more and do more and study more in the right ways. And then there are people, they're not your friends, they're your foes, who are encouraging you to do things that will only create pain and suffering in your life. And you'll know who they are. They, they really cannot deceive you because you'll know, are they saying things to help you or hurt you? Are they saying things that lead you back to God? That's the key. Whatever they say or whatever they do, is it leading you in some way to strengthen your relationship with God? And it's just like with ministry, I'm amazed. You know, sometimes I'm I'm listening to different ministers or somebody will tell me to listen to somebody and I'll try to listen to that minister. And I'm thinking, this person is not even talking about God. How can you even listen to this person? And that's who you'll know if a person really is connected to God. You're not going to talk about what's not on your mind, what's not in you. And so that's that's what you, you find people who are telling you ways that you can grow spiritually and get closer to God. That's, that's just critical for you to avoid being this way. Again, make that decision intention that you're going to do right. You're going to be righteous. You're going to make good sense. And then you have to be intentional about avoiding trouble. I'm just amazed because most people, when they're going to do a crime or sin, it takes a lot of effort. You know, you got to go, you got to drive there. You plot and plan and your plots and plans are always limited because what you don't see is yourself being in prison. You don't see yourself on the six o'clock moon. You don't see yourself dead in hell. And that's the trick of the enemy. But that's what it's going to lead to. And so it takes effort to do some of these things. And what you have to do is you have to be intentional about avoiding these things. You know, going to certain places. You know you don't need to go to certain places. You know that you don't need to be around certain people. You need to watch certain things because they're going to be triggers. You need to resist the devil. And then he will leave you alone for a season. But you can't resist. Your resistance 
is only as strong as your submission to God. I'm going to say that again. Your resistance can only be as strong. I'm going to move my computer again. <laughs> your submission can only be, your resistance can only be as strong as your submission. You have to be totally committed. committed and that is, again, going back to that decision. Because in the end, again, not only are you, do you suffer here on this side, but just imagine suffering eternally. Just imagine that. And I've talked about this before on podcasts. When I lost one of my sisters, I, I was just so, I was grieving and I was just trying to understand it. And I started researching um, pre-death phenomenon and um, pre-death phenomenon, also uh, near-death phenomenon, just all kinds of phenomenon. I'm serious, I said that wrong, all kinds of things. And I just spent hours after hours. And what I finally concluded, that hell is real. Just like heaven is real, hell is real. There are people who were pronounced dead. And while they were, wherever they were, some of those people did not have a pleasant experience at all. Some did. There's something that happens. There are people that had near-death experiences where, you know, um, or before-death experiences where they started to get visitation um, by relatives and different things started happening. And I heard just so many stories that I'm convinced. You guys... If you don't want to suffer now, you know how hard it is to deal with suffering on this side. Imagine suffering forever. We got to make the effort not to take that chance. We just got to make, we just, you know, and there's so many unknowns. There's still so many unanswered questions about death um, and no one can really fully answer. And we will only know when it happens. But I I'm just trying to do everything I can to be on the right side. And I think making that effort helps you to avoid falling and it deal, doing these evil things. And this is what happens, not only to Mr. Dawkins, but all the other men, or anybody for that matter, that sexual deviation becomes you're not thinking about that part. You're not thinking about eternal life. You're not thinking about the state of your soul, but we need to be thinking about it every day, every single day. And I don't know what it is, and call me morbid, but I just realize the fragility of life. I understand how fragile life is and how close we are to our lives ending. And that hyper-awareness, it helps me. And I believe that it will help other people. you got to start thinking about this thing and fighting because... Your soul is what's going to be on trial at a certain point, all of us, and we need to be making the effort. And I talked about every single habit that we have, behavior that we have, it starts with the thought. The, and it's like a, a seed, you know, you, if the seed is planted from what we watch, what we read, who we are around, um, what we what we hear like there are things that can and then there there's an element that I don't even understand because you're like where in the world did that thought come from and it's like a seed and if you put a seed in the ground if you water that seed almost all seeds need some kind of water 
and they need sunlight, they need some kind of nurturing. Sin is just like that. It's like a seed is there. And if you keep thinking about the evil, you're going to do it. I'm sure that before Mr. Dawkins got into the situation that he got in with the video of him having sex with another man, the same thing with Eddie Long, the same thing with the minister that killed his wife in, um, I think that was Kansas, Missouri. He's in the Missouri prison. They thought about that because anything that I've ever done and I knew it wasn't right or things that I knew were right, guess what? I spent a little time thinking on it. And it's like a seed, you feed that. And so what you have to do is you have to decide, I'm not gonna feed that. The thought can come because some thoughts we don't control, but we control what thoughts grow in our mind. You can choose to say, no, stop. Just remember what I've always said, almost every podcast, your mind is like a television. You determine what channel is going to be on that television. Almost everybody listening to me right now watches television. And if you don't want to see something, if you don't want to watch that show, guess what you do? You turn to something else. You got to turn to something else. When your mind is telling you to commit adultery, to commit fornication, to engage in perversion, you have to say, no, I stop this. I will not do this. Because whatever feeling you think you're going to get from that is not going to be worth it. Because the pain, the consequences will be a billion times greater in pain than whatever pleasure you thought you got. It is not worth it. And so you got to stop that thought. And you got to put your mind on other things. Change the channel. In Mr. Dawkins' case, and it's the same thing with all the other ministers I mentioned any long, they had wives and they had children. Can you imagine what would happen to a man, a woman, but I'm talking about men right now, that they were to think about their children and their wives and being good husbands and good fathers and putting their energy instead of feeding the flesh, but feeding family, how much more productive they could be and how better our society would be but that's not what's happening because I, and, and part of the reason is this is something that has to be taught from the time you're born it's not you can't teach men or males about manhood when they're 18 from the time a male is born you have to teach good character and this is not just for females too but I'm talking about these these men. These are men in the news that I want to talk about today. Um, you got to talk about good character. You got to talk about spiritual warfare. You have to talk about temptation because these are integral parts of life. And God does not change change life. He changes us. And so everybody is going to face this. And so imagine if he had taken all that. The thought came, Mr. Dawkins. You know, he wanted to have sex with a man, and he was going to go to this man. Before he actually drove to the man's house, apartment, wherever it was when he did this, I'm sure there were other, he could have said, no, I'm going to think about my beautiful wife, my children, my three sons, think about my church family that I'm a shepherd over, that I need to make sure that I can feed the flock and not be a hypocrite. That's what you have to do. That's what I do. I think about, I know that I'm not, um, I'm in a place of obscurity. But the people who are watching me and the people who do count on me and the people who do see me as a person of light 
what would happen if I became, if I let darkness dominate my life? Not only am I going to be disappointing to God, I am disappointing to people. And I, and you have to commit, every single human being has to commit to being a good example. Because whether you know it or not, somebody is watching. Somebody is watching. You would not believe there are times in my life when people say, wow, I've been watching you or I saw you when you did this or that and I'm so proud of you. And I didn't even know they were paying attention. I, or I, just, I heard when you said that. I didn't even think they were listening. You don't know. We are required to be light and salt. Well, you guys, I can tell that I am running out of time again. I think you got it to summarize. First of all, the way you stop this sexual deviation, you have to understand spiritual warfare and how to fight it. To submit, to, you have to submit to God in order to resist temptation. You have to fill your life with the things of God. What you read, what you hear, what you see, who you're around, what you do, all of that matters. And you have to be intentional because whatever pleasure you think you're going to get out of sin, the pain is going to be a billion times greater. Your soul is on the line. Well, I it's a red light, you guys. I got to go. Thank you for tuning in to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy, and I hope this bless you. Have a great day. Goodbye.